face. Always sums it up. <laughs> the face that's going to like play really well for the people listening to this after the fact. Yeah, it's going very, very well for the uh, the audio listeners. Yeah, uh, but Lucas, what episode are we on today? I believe it's eighty one. Eighty one, bloody hell! I, did you think we'd be doing this like what eighty one weeks later? I mean, yeah, a lot longer than that, but uh... yeah, it's longer than that. It's a six month, seven month hiatus in between. Did, so eighty one yeah. episodes of just us chatting the most amount of bollocks imaginable. <laughs> But once again, yeah, we're recording this live on Twitch, and to our Twitch viewers and the people watching at home, um, it's appreciated. Um, we'll refer to chat as and when we can. But for everyone listening at home, um, I hope you're doing a bit better because, like, you know, the world's starting to get back to normal this week, and I can't wait for that to get fucked bit. up. Yeah, it's like the amount things are opening back up in one big go makes me a mm-hmm. little bit scared. Did, I was just I think it got summed up to me when I was looking at my just like Joe YouTube, you have the trending tab with news in it. Mm. And it was pubs and like I'm not kidding, like in basically this order it was pubs reopen in the UK. Where can you not go? Where can you and can you not go in the UK? The next one, um Britain prepares for Indian COVID variant. Next one, there is nothing to fear about the Indian COVID variant, assures um, lawmakers. The very final one, thousand people already dead or infected with Indian COVID variant. It's just looking up. <sighs> yeah, and like, it's that thing of, uh, you know, our government turn around and go, we know about the, the variant, we know it's going to be a problem, but don't worry. Everything's gonna go as far like fine as planned, and we don't foresee it having any impact. It's like, wait, so you say you know it's a problem, but don't worry, it's not gonna have any impact. It's like, which one is it? Uh, it's just I don't know. So I, I'm odds on lockdown four. Yeah, I'm I'm odd. I'm odds on that. I'm betting yeah, I'm, gonna I'm have another one. Wondering whether like the is it twenty first of June. Like, is shit going to hit the fan before 21st of June where the, the country, I like the UK anyway, is meant to like open back up? Again, like fully proper. But either mm. way, uh, yeah, get to a pub while you can, I suppose. I guess so. Uh, like, last time I kind of missed out. So, you know, I I've guess i once. I, 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 went, I might go out like one time because, you know, uh, my girlfriend Jenna's her birthday is like coming up. Yeah. So I think we might try doing something for that but then leave it at that yeah and just take it easy you see where things go yes i went to the pub with adam and it's that pub that we uh, know the owner and we social distance oh, yeah. i took a test before i went and i fucking ate them covid tests have you taken one yet no but um, they are oh man they're not nice like you gotta I shove the thing all over your nose yeah we have one sitting on our table because like this weekend is like around the time of mum's birthday and we're having people around so in the garden for like a barbecue or mm-hmm. weather permitted anyway might not end up being a barbecue but yeah so that that test just sitting there for me over the next like day or two you're just looking at going oh you don't want to yeah. do that yes so i would not recommend it but um let's move past actually you know what we've spent enough time talking about the lockdown and it's going to happen anyway so fuck it uh, yeah. but what one thing i want to address luke is why is mickey mouse just behind you celebrating <laughs> a massive party because I, I need to describe this to the people listening at home who can't mm-hmm. see but lucas out of nowhere now just has a giant mickey mouse behind him with a bow tie doing the bow tie Ta-ting! yeah and um essentially like last time i was talking about how because the sun like is coming through that window so Is that what it's for? Okay, I was wondering, like, I, it yeah. legit looks, because it's so bright, that something you've, like, edited into the background. 
but he's not edited no. in good enough where I think you've done it on purpose. Yeah, it's like, you know, a little bit janky, a little bit wonky, but I basically went, this covered up enough of the window that's like getting the sunlight through. Mm-hmm. There's like, there's a bit just to the side of me where there's, it's not quite covered by the blanket, but I was like, putting a blanket over there might as well like help a little bit because rather than all of this light flooding in, it's going to be like stopped a little bit by this thin blanket. But then I looked and was like, what blanket do I want to use? Fuck it, Mickey Mouse is going in the background. So we don't get copyrighted by Disney for using their intellectual property. I know, right? Like what happens if they creep in and go, we can see Mickey Mouse in your background, like we're taking this down. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? We've not really dealt with that in regards to copyright. It's mostly music where Mm -hmm. you get caught or not like caught out for, I should say. And there are some insane like horror stories from streamers and YouTubers of like the one that sticks out in my head is a guy who was live streaming on his phone. Do you know the thing where it's like talking to their phone and he walked oh, past yeah. a cafe and the cafe was playing music inside and he got oh. copyrighted within 30 <laughs> seconds. Like he didn't even get to the end of the road before his live stream had finished before he got struck with a copyright hit. Oh my because God. it's like so, so you can't go outside. Yeah. And, uh, uh, it's, God, it's ridiculous. I've heard ones where it's like people have jokingly like hummed a tune or been like, oh, you know that song? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. And then they're like, it. oh, yeah, copyright strike. I just hummed the fucking tune to the song. Like, and then you've got stories like Mr. Herman Lee, who got um, temporarily banned. So Herman Lee is the guitarist for Dragon Force, got mm-hmm. banned off of Twitch. And no one knows why he did. Because Twitch doesn't tell you that, and like I think it's against terms of service to say why you were suspended. But right. it's heavily, heavily rumored that, by which I mean like everyone fucking knows, is that he usually plays along to his own songs on stream. <laughs> so he got banned off Twitch for playing along to one of his own songs, a song that he wrote and owns the copyright to. Yeah, and I've seen a lot of that of um, like people buying the rights to third-party music to use for like YouTube, and then still being copyright struck. It's like I paid the artist for use and yeah. have like actual I've got a forms and documents and contracts in place so that I can use this and I'm still getting copyright struck. Now even Kay's getting angry about can hear in the background. It's like, <laughs> God damn it. Because I've actually done that. I've got um, a couple of original compositions uh, mm-hmm. made for um, the YouTube channels. If anyone's seen the YouTube channel, you might hear like little ditties that are remixes of the um, Two Finger Johnny. Which yes. itself is um, a copyright free tune from Kevin McLeod, like the legend, the hero that is. <laughs> the hero. Like the saviour of all small content creators online, Kevin McLeod. It's a remix of Two Finger Johnny that I got a friend of mine to do. And then there's another guy who reached out to me during a stream. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, yeah, I'll do it. So we did like an 8 bit remix. And my friend did like a, a guitar solo along, like inspired by it. Yes. So I have that at like, the start of some of my playthroughs. It's just like, oh, yeah, it's different to like, the Two Finger Johnny thing. Yeah. And, um, I guess that's fine because like you're using something that's in the Creative Commons, like I... yeah, it's an entirely original composition based on something that's already in Creative Commons. Yeah, and that can bring us all the way around to our mutual favourite person online, which Mr. Richard E. B. Oh, okay. So, have we ever talked about this on the podcast? A couple we of times on streams. Yeah. We mentioned it on the podcast. Yeah, Either way, we I'll, have. I want to talk about it again because this dude can fuck off. Like, he's a guy who does, like, musical covers of video game <laughs> tunes and then sends you a copyright notice if um, your his music gets detected in your streams or YouTube videos, despite the fact his entire career um, is reliant on the fact that he is able to use other people's intellectual property. 
Yeah, like, he really enjoys fair use, but he doesn't like other people having fair use, Carl. Yeah. And one day, I, I hope that the channel gets big enough where I can say something like that and I get an answer back from him. Yeah, like, you'll keep just saying it over and over again until Richard turns up, like, hang on. Yeah, I want to know, because I, I need to know. Because no other, like, to my knowledge at least, anyway, like, person who does that on YouTube, which is pretty common... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, subgenre of just like metal video game covers or people playing yeah. music alongside video game covers and I always assume they were all covered under fair use because obviously none of them get struck themselves mm-hmm. and I've never heard of any of those people who do that in turn copywriting their own compositions because it's based on somebody else's work that's I, true I had no idea we haven't, even we haven't tried anyone like Smooth McGroove have we I wonder if like... he would uh, his I don't know. is more original. Or like... Um, that's his voice, isn't it? Yeah, and we haven't tried like, ones like that, and then I can't remember the name. Uh, the guy that does like the parody lyrics. Oh, Brentle Floss. I'd argue yeah, that those two Brent guys, they, they're arguably, they've got a better claim for that being like, um, like art in its own right, that they can copyright, because it's so transformative. But again, it's still under fair use. Yeah. But I'd argue like their things more than anything count as like original compositions, especially when they're adding yeah. like their own lyrics or you doing a cover in like a using the medium of his own voice. Yeah, like, but because uh, I guess like Brental Floss would kind of be similar to someone like Weird Al. Yeah, where it's like they can get away with using a similar like the same melody, isn't it? Really, yeah, because but then parody parodying is, uh, the actual lyrics of it. Yeah, parody is completely um, uh, like above board and is something that your artists have absolutely no um, uh, way to counteract. And the only mm. reason Weird Al um, even asks artists is as a courtesy. And he's long had a like just a standing arrangement with the musical community of, I will ask permission to parody any song, and if you don't give me permission, I won't do it. Yeah, and that, that's you know probably why he doesn't get shit from people, because yeah. he's such a gentleman about it, I guess. And then you have the famous story where he asked Prince, like, every year, could I parody one of your songs? And Prince always said no. And there's a story from Weird Al where he's like, I was at um, an awards ceremony. It turns out that Prince was at the awards ceremony as well. And mm. he was in my row. I got a telegram about an hour before um, I was set to arrive saying, do not even look at Prince's direction. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, do not even look at Prince. He's like, fair enough, it's Prince, I will Yeah. Oh, and that's why you have the great story I think it was Coolio where he originally granted permission for him to do Amish Paradise like a cover of Gangster's Paradise obviously Mm. Uh, did I say obviously twice I think I did I've had too much coffee (laughs) and Coolio was really mad about it and was like look I don't like what you did to my song that's an important song that's got a really deep message I don't like it being treated that way and then anyway he gave it to fucking Sonic Yeah. put it in the Sonic movie (laughs) that's a bit weird isn't it it's like, oh, I've got artistic integrity into, like, Hollywood show up with their fucking paychecks. It's like, yep, take it for that fucking Sonic movie. Uh, like, that movie, I, I hate it. Yeah. I just hate that it exists, because it just gives Sonic fans more ammo. <laughs> I'm not about that life, are you? I don't oh, want God. Sonic fans to have just more ammo. Like, I'm excited to see what, like, actual Tales is like, though. That's what I want to know. It's like, I want to see what because the like the second movie is being made mm-hmm. and of course Tails is going to be in it because you know it's the second one Tails gets added 
And I just want to see what that little fox looks like flying with its two tails, but set in a realistic world. Yeah, they're going to have to like just put some motion blur on that, so you can't like <laughs> think about the logistics of it. But because that is I... proper like Looney Tune style, isn't it? Yeah, and I really, really don't like the fact that they had the opportunity to like basically patch Sonic. Yeah, I wish that they didn't have time to fix Sonic. It's like deal with cats. Where they yes. like fixed yeah. the CGI because it was so bad. I don't like that they're able to do that. I think like it's like when um, developers and stuff patch video games day one. It's like no, mm. I want to see the level of quality you thought was acceptable to charge me full price for. You don't get to fix this and pretend it wasn't like this when it was like you know on the disc. See, I I respect though that like the, with the decision with the Sonic movie where it was a case of oh well we've heard the feedback from the trailer. Like, we can take that and tell all these fuckers that don't know what they're doing, like, no, Sonic should look like fucking Sonic. And then they actually delayed it to give people the time to actually... Rather than ask us for money, like Cats did, while mm-hmm. it was still shocking and Cats was shocking afterwards anyway, but yeah, at least they went, no, 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 we'll sort it out and we'll fix it before we try to decide that, like, we deserve your money. Yeah, my favourite thing about that is all the conspiracy theories where people are like, oh no, they made it bad on purpose to like get attention online. It's like, no, they didn't. They didn't because it's just Hollywood executives are that fucking clueless and Sega is that fucking clueless about their own um, uh, like intellectual property because they had... Is it Yuji Naka, the guy who invented Sonic? Mm-hmm. Uh, when he saw the trailer, his only response was, what's this? Yeah. like He was like, this is not Sonic. They, and it's like, wait, did you not get asked? to sign off on this is like no and then sega (laughs) released a statement saying oh yeah um we uh we're largely hands-off in regards to the handling of sonic it's like this is your only valuable piece of intellectual property why did you not just have the most fingers in the pies like you would have thought that after the fucking super mario bros film like no video game company would have given like hollywood free reign with their rights anymore like that's the thing they have though haven't they but they have. But it's bizarre to me that no one looked at like what things like Toad just being a guy in a leather jacket and like Yoshi being that weird, weird lizard thing and just going, yeah, yeah, that's that's okay. Like, like Lucas, we'll, gi- we'll give him fine. It's... I counter that with the career of Uwe Boll. And let's just look. Do you like? So I'm pretty sure like the movies that he's made. He's made a Blood Rain movie. He's yeah, made like, a Far Silent Cry movie. Hill was it that he made? As it, well? No, it was House of the Dead. House and of the you, Dead. And you know his House of the Dead movie is bad because there's a scene in it where they're getting attacked by zombies and they're all shooting. Hmm. He legit, I am not making this up, puts in a clip from the game. In like <laughs> He splices in like a one second <laughs> shot of the game, of zombies in the game. But the zombies in his movie are like real people in outfits. Mm-hmm. And then he spl- like splices in like the really shitty House of the Dead. It's like, reload, like reload. 2000 era, just fucking arcade game. And it's like, that's yeah. not the same. And there's an amazing thing, um, like, an amazing story about Uwe Ball where he asked Blizzard, could I have the rights? Like, when he started doing all these, he approached them because those movies are bad, but they do make a profit mm. because he makes them so cheaply and so badly mm. with like such no-name fucking actors. Like The idea of how no-name the actors are, I think the guy in Far Cry is the guy who plays Hugo Stiglitz in... Um, oh. I think it is that guy from... Uh, uh, Inglorious Bastards. So, like, that is, like, the level of celebrity he's able to get in these movies. Let's have a little look, shall we? 
Yeah, and uh, he approached Blizzard to ask them, could I have the rights to, like, um, it's World of Warcraft? And they responded, and I quote, uh, we will not sell the rights, especially not to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, if anything sums up how fucking bad he it is, it's like, especially not to you. Yeah, is it, right. is it Hugo Stiglitz? Yeah. yeah it was. That's the chat saying it's uh, Till Schweiger. Oh, okay, yeah. Cool. And, like, I'm, speaking like... <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna look up a couple of like Uwe the, Ball the movies. films that he's done. Yeah. Oh, he also did the postal movie. I did well, he was he a did... producer on postal. He's a producer on postal, yeah. Oh yeah, he's mainly just yeah, he's just producing things. He I thought he was like a director as well, but it looks like he's just producers. Yeah, um, he's a producer because he has um, a production company where you can get a shit ton of tax breaks in Germany for filming there if you're a native German. So what he tells people is, look, I will get you, I will make this movie, you can write off every penny you spend because it would be a fucking tax break because I can apply for this like huge, big tax break in Germany. Mm-hmm. It'll, be a, it'll be a bag of wank, we'll make it for like, you know, half a million dollars and it'll make like five million dollars in um, uh, like DVD sales. Yeah. All it's going to cost you is your creative integrity and um, your brand. It's like, well, who the fuck cares about House of the Dead anyway? Yeah, I mean, House of the Dead. I can like, fuck it, it's House of the Dead. Like, it's a What's shitty story game. game. Like, I've, some people have a bit of a fun affinity for it, but it's not like you've got the rabid fan base that are really going to care. But then you've got like uh, Blood Rain, as you said, with Blood Rain Deliverance. That's the thing, like, uh, Blood Rain. Who gives a fuck about Blood Rain anymore? It's like, he probably approached them and said, are you ever going to do anything in this IP ever again? No. Mm. Do you want $5 million? Yeah, why not? <laughs> and then, got Alone in the Dark and Alone in the oh, Dark 2. Yeah, he did that as well. And it's again, like, when's the next thing I see an Alone in the Dark movie? But they did Never. try to make... They made an Alone in the Dark movie... Uh, game, I mean. Like, what? Maybe around... 2010 or something like that. Yeah, do you know what we could do right now? Because I, I'm curious about this, because I know like there's going to be some that we've just we've forgotten. Let's look up a list of... of do you have PC footy now? Oh, no, I've got the list up. But I mean, a list of video game movies specifically. So oh, of video down. game movies. Yeah, a list of movies based on video games. And before we look at it, we're going to see how many we can name. Because there's more than you'd expect. Yeah. There and there's a whole is. bunch, and it's like the career of Uwe Ball just like speaks to like the level of quality like video game companies are happy to have mm-hmm. um, for their intellectual properties. Like they just do not give a fuck, and like yeah. those movies are god awful. But at the same time, you've almost got to respect the level of fuck it. I mean, I guess, but like, there's some where you can see potential. Like for example, the Tomb Raider movies. There's like, you know great. what? It's an Indiana Jones film. Basically, that's fine. Yeah, that's it's fine. Indiana Jones with a woman, and I love those movies because Angelina Jolie had to wear a fake bra. Oh, really? Because they told her, like, like, um, uh, like Wonder Bra, to increase the right. foot size, because they told her and they sat her down and said, look, the, the size of Lara Croft's breasts are so important to her character. You need to wear this. And she's like, yeah, I guess I'll wear it then. It's really unfortunate that they are probably right back in the day. Yeah, and then they had the Alicia Vikander one, didn't they, where they try to base it on, like, new, younger Lara. Yeah. and like, You know, actually proportioned Lara. Yeah. yeah. Where it's, like, more about the ponytail than it is about um, her breasts. And that's a 
that's a hell of an arc, isn't it? Where Lara Croft <laughs> went from being a character defined by her breasts to her ponytail to the point where they were adding in a physics engine that made or custom like tweaked for her ponytail. Yeah, when they had like the PC version and the um, like the remastered version, it's like. Look at the hair physics. No, not the hair physics, like... just the ponytail. It was all the about ponytail the ponytail. specifically, was it? Yeah. And she had all like this um, special animations of like wringing it out when she got out of water. Ah, uh, okay. And like speedrunners turn it off to uh, maximize frame rate and just all you have is like pr- the propeller on the back of her head. <laughs> it's like, have you seen to just, just to like spin off one second, mm-hmm. um, the FIFA update where they like gave some people really good hair? But only like a few select superstars. So oh, a couple of people of have got really good like strand hair physics, where it's like loads of individual hairs flopping about Messi's head. And then other people have just got the block on the head still. And it's like, oh, no. That's amazing. Like, ah, uh, I wonder what who, what happens when Messi gets the call of like he's there, sat by his phone. Like we've done it. We've got the hair <laughs> physics fixed on your FIFA character. <laughs> And he's like, yes, this is finally... I get paid a million pounds a week, but this, this is something I care about. And the weird thing is, they probably do. Well, they do, yeah. Um, I think we talked before about, um, on either on the channel or the podcast, where um, EA, they can't tell people who's the guy, like, the person who does all the stats for players, oh, and the yeah, team that yeah. does it, they have to keep them secret. And when they have events and things like that, so a lot of the sports stars come to these events, mm-hmm. they're not allowed to know who it is who does the stats because the sports stars will go over and bitch at them, saying my, my stats well, are my, my shot accuracy stat isn't high enough, sir. It's like, yeah. well... And it's based on the num- like your performance in games, so do better. Yeah. And it's like everyone always insists that they are better than the stats say. Of course, of course. But yeah, I just thought I'd, I'd mention that. But let's let's talk about these, like these video game movies Carl. okay so you've got a list in front of you now yes is this like just movies based on video games and i'm guessing um uh, what's the word now chronological order from like earliest one made to the latest one made um i don't have the list up because i thought you said you were gonna get it but oh, okay do you want me to do you want me, would you rather i get it and go through it i've got the wikipedia list of films based on video games here okay so do you want to go through this then and let's see so uh, so what i'm uh, i'm assuming you probably want to do the same is live action ones yes specifically like except for the only exception i'll make is the resident evil ones because uh, it has like them separated so it has like the animated ones and yeah. japanese animated ones and stuff like that up here. yeah so let's just specifically go for live action movies based on video games then and is the earliest one the mario one so on here release date may 28th 1993 super mario bros yeah oh that's not a good start is it it's that that is far <laughs> from an auspicious start to this subgenre. Of... but worldwide box office nearly 39 million on a budget of uh it doesn't actually have the budget but that will be profit presumably yeah and uh the only other thing i know about super mario bros Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know that movie it was so bad that Nintendo um, basically said we will never sell the rights to one of our characters again unless we can do it all in house which is why they're yeah. working with is it Illumination the guys yeah, who Illumination make, on the Mario movie the guys who make um, Despicable Me because they want to like, basically control it all in house um, there was a porno parody of Super Mario Bros starring Ron Jeremy oh. um, which was made because Ron Jeremy kept getting called Super Mario because he's like a short... He's not, I don't think he's Italian, but he does look like Mario a little bit because he's short and squat with a hairy chest and a big moustache. And right. Nintendo bought the rights to that exclusively to bury it. 
<laughs> just so they couldn't it never saw the light of day and um quickly just want to refer to my chat um just to let people know like if you've missed it we're not doing q a the like the way we've been doing it recently oh yeah it'll be in um, a separate um uh, special podcast i guess so yeah we're going to be doing like separate q a podcasts where we like collate all the questions we want to look at and just go through them all in one whole podcast but you can email any questions you want to carlscornerqa at gmail.com. Yeah. Has there only been any emails filming through to that yet? Uh, there's Has been a not... few that I've seen so far, yeah. But Has I haven't made, like, like, gone through and, and done anything with it yet. So if we've not made an announcement on like um, uh, social media or anything. Is Lucas a bit quiet? We can turn him up now. There we go. Uh, but yes, like, so uh, Ezekiel in chat, like, you, you, we won't be doing like questions at the end of this one, but if you like want to just like, you can send it to uh, either like my Discord or that that channel or uh, the email, sorry, and we'll sort it out. Easy enough. So, what comes after Super Mario Bros? Because I'm gonna guess it poisoned that um, uh, idea for at least a couple of years. Um, actually, two in 1994. Uh, we've got Double Dragon, which was just a flop. Oh um, god, yeah, they did make a Double Dragon movie. They did. They did. Oh god. <laughs> Why? Was Double Dragon ever that big? Uh, I think Double Dragon was relatively big, yeah. So I, I was going to say the next one, surely, is the Street Fighter movie. That was so like the next two are Street Fighter and then it, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, because it was Street Fighter in 1996 and then Mortal Kombat in 1997. No, Mortal Kombat was 95 straight after. Mortal oh. Kombat Annihilation is 97. There it is, yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, I think as well, that's where they peaked for me. Mm. Those three movies just captured the camp quality of video games. Yeah, like video they, games. Were, they were like just great in the sense that they were really bad and cheesy and awful, yeah. but they kind of knew what they were. Yeah, like they knew that why are people watching this? Because they like the video games. So what do they want? They want fucking video game references. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, we're gonna make it realistic, in with, like you know to the detriment of the movie in some cases. But we will put in all those dumb references people want. Yeah. Uh, for example, the Street Fighter movie, Jean Claude Van Damme did do a fucking flash kick. <laughs> he did do Guile's flash kick. He did not do a fucking sonic boom. No. Because they couldn't do that, could they? But he did do a fucking flash kick. But man, I would have like loved it if. You know, similar to how they had the real actors for like Mortal Kombat and then Street Fighter, the movie, the game, mm-hmm. um, they did like that weird motion capture style. Oh, I would have loved that. it if the CG was just the animations from the game. So like the Sonic Boom was just like the little 16-bit Sonic Boom going do, across yeah. the movie screen. like Just do the Uwe Ball. Yeah. Well, that's the thing for the uh, the Mortal Kombat one. They did, at the very least, use the sound clip. They did use the original "Get Over Here" sound clip from the game. Yes, yeah. I'm not sure if it's the original, but they did get Ed Boon to do that. They did. The people same don't know. One, I think yeah. Ed Boon is the voice of Scorpion, but only for the "Get Over Here," and he still does it in every game. <laughs> every time they make a new Mortal Kombat, they bring him back into the studio to do it again. Mm-hmm. And the story is uh, that they mix that with the older ones. Uh, so the, okay. the original one, and what they do is they play it randomly, where the older one is like a less likely to play one, and there's the newer one. And then they give like the actual voice actor a couple of lines to say as well. So it's like, a, same with like Toasty, 
So the guys I'm, like toasty. Are, are they? Do they still put that in the game? Because I've not really played much of. Toasty is still in the game, to my knowledge. It is. Yes. It's right. just very rare to get, and I don't think it's in eleven because eleven's a lot more like serious. But mm. it was in nine, and I believe I knew it was in nine because I got it a few times, but I, I didn't play ten or eleven enough. Like, but they seemed like a, as you say, a little bit more serious. Yeah, but I would love if they, they never put that in the movie though. They should have done. They should have done. They 100% should have put in the fucking toasty when someone landed a um, uh, an uppercut. And those movies are just fantastic because, like, that one, they have all the characters you want in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, as well, you get the fucking, that actor who played Johnny Cage just gnawing on the scenery in every fucking scene he's in. <laughs> and, like, you know as well he's the best character in it because all of his lines are now, like, his performance informed the characterization of Johnny Cage. Yeah, it's like one of those weird things of going the the full back way around, isn't it? Of just oh, okay, the the movies are now influencing the video games. Yeah, because of like, and you had that to a degree with the Mortal Kombat, no, the Street Fighter movie, where it was mm. um, the line of oh, for you, the day Bison visited your village was the most important day of your life. For me, it was just a Tuesday or something like that. <laughs> and that was that's been put into Street Fighter Four, I think. If Bison wins, he'll just sometimes have a rare chance to say, "Huh, for you, this was a tough battle. For me, it was just a Tuesday or something like that." And that to me is fucking brilliant because the Mortal Kombat one is uh, the other line of those are five hundred dollar sunglasses, asshole. Oh yeah, yeah. that line uh, for Mortal Kombat Ten when they added Goro to the game. Um, Goro had a grand total of two unique interactions for every other character, with the exception of Johnny Cage, who they added a third extra one where he talks about his sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know it's good when they put in extra lines in. Oh god, that is good. Yeah. And I'd say that's where video game movies peaked. Because as bad as they were, you can watch, you know what they are, and they know what they are as well. So I'm having a little look down this list and, like, you know, spoiling myself on, on the thing, and I'm just like. Any stick out to you was like ones I'm... that, like, you just can't believe they got made and just, like, completely flew under your radar. So um... I think just after Annihilation, because I know Annihilation was bad, but at least Annihilation had all the characters in it. Because I remember it yeah. as being the one that I just had everybody in, like, Motaro's in that. It's got Sector and Cyrax, and they have the bit where they play like techno when Cyrax comes in. God, yeah. But they have. Like, I think I've only seen like Annihilation once, but man, that's a movie. Wait, where is it? One sec. So, audio listeners, this is bad for you. One sec. Carl's going for it. The, oh god, the list just <laughs> is longer than I thought. But man. Oh, Carl's bringing out Mortal have it. Kombat. It's on my shelf Annihilate. behind me. I have right it. Right behind him. Yeah, because it's one of those films that I want us to do a watch-through for when we're all back at the office to record ah. a uh, commentary track for. So let's, So this is the Mortal Kombat Annihilation. I've actually got it. It's the DVD right here. And it says on the front, the sequel to the box office smash, because the first one made a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. So the first one, uh, it says here, made $124.7 million. It made a lot of money. The second one only made like fifty-one million. Yeah, it did so. not do well. And then there's like a, a load of shit behind the scenes. Like a couple of the actors did come back, uh, and then they get killed off in like the first thirty seconds because there was like a mm. a money dispute because they made so much money on the first one. But I'll read it here. So a non-stop edge of your seat thriller 
They're back <laughs> and they're not playing games. Mortal Kombat Annihilation begins in every way where the blockbuster adventure of Mortal Kombat left off. This time, though, with more spectacular fight sequences, more astonishing special effects, and the whole world is an arena for battle. A band of fearless fighters have defeated the evil warlords of Outworld, but Shao Kahn, the feared Emperor of Outworld, breaks the sacred rules of Mortal Kombat and arrives on Earth with his extermination squads to conquer and eliminate anything that stands in his way. Shao and they Kahn. even had Shiva in it, and they got the actress and they gave like the extra arm. <laughs> and it's fucking great. And I know it's bad, and I know it sucks, but at the same time, I just love that they play the song. Yeah, and it's one of those as well, like, it's so bad that it is like good in just a silly, campy way of like. It is an amazing film to watch with a couple of drinks, yeah. and just get hype every time. Like, oh, reptile turns up, and he's a but dumb CGI reptile. It's like you know, for example, uh, there is like Wing Commander after that, uh, but then Lara Croft Win- Tomb Raider, which we mentioned. Oh wait, then Resident so that's like the- Evil. So that's where it's- that's where the decline. Yeah, that's where they're not great quality, but they also they, take themselves super seriously. And they the did time. make a bit of money. And I feel like a lot of those games, were, those movies were released not to capitalise on the success of any particular game, just the nascent popularity of video games as a whole. I feel. Well, I'm looking here. and So Lara Croft Tomb Raider comes out in 2001 and makes $274.73 million. Yeah, that was a, it was really successful. It's also, as well, really popular. I think it's Indonesia, maybe, oh, I would okay. say. Oh, it was filmed on location in Indonesia, I think. And there's a bar that's there where they still serve the Lara Croft cocktail. Oh, and it's yeah. the it's the drink that Angelina Jolie would have when she wasn't filming there. Maybe it was Burma. I'm not sure. Maybe, I'm not sure. I, I, I apologise for not knowing where Tomb Raider was filmed. But um, There's a bit the trivia next movie it. to like go above that is a couple of like dozen movies later and it's Prince of Persia, Sands of Time. So it took nine years for Lara Croft Tomb Raider to not be like the highest earning Grossing. video game movie. And who the fuck remembers the Prince of Persia? Well, the only thing I remember about that is it's Jake Gyllenhaal, isn't it? Yeah, that's the only thing I remember. It's Jake Gyllenhaal, and it's a really boring shit movie. <laughs> also, yeah, they got Jake Gyllenhaal. Is it Gyllenhaal or Gyllenhaal? Either way, they got him. I always say Gyllenhaal, but I'm not to, sure. To play the Prince of Persia. Yeah. Persia. He's kind of in the name, isn't it? Uh, he is definitely not Persian, as last time I remember. Right, just he is the pastiest of white dudes, apparently. Yeah. And what movies were in between there? Is it just all the um, Resident Evil movies? Uh, it's they... not just Resident Evil movies, and I will clarify for people who are wanting to, to know slash correct us. It says here, uh, the uh, Tarprome Temple located in Angor, Cambodia. Cambodia, that was it, sorry. Uh, so that's Lara Croft Tomb Raider, Cambodia. Because it was uh, one of the first movies to be filmed there ever. Uh, some notable ones between Lara Croft and all the way down to San Simon, like... Resident Evil, multiple of them. Uh, you got, I like, can't believe they got made. Like the first the one was okay. Wasn't Cradle it? of Life, uh, which was again all right. It's just an Indiana Jones movie at that point. I'm not sure why they don't just make Indiana Jones movies and put the Lara Croft thing on them. Yeah, because like, the thing is, she fights like yetis and shit in those games. Like the job they should have well, done, they should have been like, a cross between Indiana Jones and the Mummy movies. Yeah, where they should have had like that supernatural. Yeah. yeah, but they should have had like that comedic tone. Yeah, for sure, and. It's weird to me that they go for the weird, like, they do 
make it very strange in the sense of the gimmick is like the weird time travel dagger machine. Mm-hmm. But then it's very just we are fighting other humans and it's very plain and just gunfighty yeah. and it's like, where's the T-Rexes? Yeah, that's the thing. I feel like they would have absolutely nailed the town if they would have just struck the, a balance between Indiana Jones, which itself doesn't take itself too seriously, and those mummy movies mm-hmm. in regards to like, you know, the action. Yeah. Like the campy, flamboyant action, like a fucking like, throwback to an adventure movie or something like that. Because I feel like they went, in the end, more for Indiana Jones meets James Bond. And I guess that makes that's sense. Well, okay. Lara Croft isn't James Bond. No. She's an adventurer. She's not like a spy. But she I feel is like British. Went more down that kind of route of like very Pierce Brosnan esque. Yeah, and you know the only James reason they did Bond. that is because Lara Croft's British. Mm-hmm. She's British, so she must be like you know posh and prim and proper, which she is in the games. But at the same time, she does have a sense of humour. Mm-hmm. Like she shoots a fucking butler with like dual Berettas. Or just puts him in a freezer. <laughs> yeah. I kind of wish they'd had like a nod to that because that's the kind of thing they'd have had in a movie that took itself less seriously. They would have had like a scene of a butler being repairing the fridge or something like that saying, I nearly got trapped in there last time. And then all the people at home, like us would have gone, do you know why they did that? Yeah, we know why they did that. We know why they did it. Oh God, this is great because this show's like Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic score. That's great, okay. And at one point, uh, there's a movie here, like a few movies after... Um, Resident Evil and Tomb Raider, and it mm-hmm. got 1% on Rotten Tomatoes. Can you guess which one? Uh, it would have been one of Uwe Balls. It, it is. Blood Rain? Yeah. No, it's Alone in the Dark. Oh, okay. Because I know he had, like, Blood Rain was really poorly received, and so was that one. Uh, so, Blood Rain, 4%. House of the Dead, 3%. Yeah, like, the fucking so- trifecta. Those movies are god all. They're not even funny bad. Like, you know, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, at least it's bad. Like, at least yeah. it has, like, characters that you like in it. Who the fuck do you remember from, like, Alone in the Dark? Name one character from Alone in the Dark. Exactly. I don't even know the name of the main character in that. Uh, dark. <laughs> dark <laughs> man. No, that's... Uh, for, like, Ethan or some shit? I don't know if that's, like, in the new one or the reboot one or what. I Honestly, I don't know and I don't care because it's Alone in the Dark. It's like the thing as well, the House of the Dead one could have worked because obviously they could have aped Resident Evil and just done mm. a Resident Evil ripoff. And, it might have uh, even been a more faithful Resident Evil homage if they did not put all the bullshit in with like Alice. They could have as well done something similar to what another movie did. Doom. Which is, oh, which, is that the Carl, is that the Carl Urban one or the newer one that came out but they didn't tell anyone? Did you hear about that? Wait, what? There was another Doom movie that was so bad they didn't tell anyone it was coming out. And they didn't tell the actors, and the actors were like posting on social media, like, look, I'm in the Doom movie. It's just wrapped up, wait, there's a Doom movie? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know, I thought it was just one Doom movie. There's a second Doom movie that came out, but it's only on, like, I think exclusive, like, Redbox or something like that. <laughs> it was straight to DVD, but it was straight to, like, a streaming, so it's real fucking bad. No, this is the, the Carl Urban one, and I was going to mention. Like, that one good scene where they do the first person. Yeah, we should, you know, that should have been the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what totally. a Doom movie should be? A Doom movie should be Hardcore Henry. Have you seen Hardcore Henry? It's entirely in first yeah. person, and it's like the guy doing parkour. No, I've not seen that. Okay, well, basically, it's just a guy doing parkour, in first, and it was based on a short, mm-hmm. uh, where it was just like a dude... You've probably seen the short, it's like got Shalto Copley in it from District 9, where he's playing like a World War Two soldier, and they're like going through a burned-out building... I don't, I don't recognize it from you 
talking about it, but I might okay. have seen it in the past. It's basically, it's just like, do, and the idea is it's only first person, so there's like all the cool stunts. Yeah. And you have like the guy doing backflips through buildings and things like that. It's like, that's what a Doom movie should be. It should be a two hour, and he's a completely silent protagonist as well. Mm. So that's what it should yeah. be. It should be two hours of just you in the helmet of the Doom guy. Do you know like in the, the 2016 game where he just wakes up on a slab? <laughs> and then people tell a story at him. That's what a Doom movie should be. But Hollywood doesn't have the balls to make something that interesting. But, uh, yeah, like, speaking of not interesting, there's a lot of not interesting in the middle of this. Okay, go on. Name some of the movies that are just not interesting. So I'll just reel off some. Um, cause there's, like, the UA Ball ones that we've mentioned. And Which then you've got, like, um, Hitman. You're in the name of the king, a dungeon I, siege tale. I will say the first Hitman movie is kind of good just because the guy who plays Hitman is like, I had no fucking clue it was him. And have you seen um, uh, Santa Clarita Diet? Is it that guy? Is it's it that the husband? Guy. It's the husband from Santa Clarita Diet. What? Yes. That's why I was like, and someone told me, went, no, it's not. It was just some bald dude. Holy fuck, it is him. Yeah, Timothy Oliphant. Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, and I had no idea. I didn't know that. <laughs> exactly. That means like what, what a good actor he is. That's made me realise how I, good I he really is. I really enjoy that actor, yeah. Yeah, and I, d- I had no idea. Like He was low-key, one of my favourite actors alongside Carl Urban. Because when I broke yeah. down like all the roles Carl Urban's had, because he's just chameleonic in that way, where he's, he's, like, he's a good-looking dude. Yes. But, and he's a charismatic, but he's never the leading man. So that allows him mm-hmm. to like kind of blend into it, become his character a bit more. Yeah. So he's been in so many movies that I love him in, and I just never realised. Yeah, and then you break down, and especially as well because a lot of them are like, uh, like nerdy geek culture kind of movies. Like you know, he's in Lord of the Rings, he's in Dread, mm-hmm. uh, and obviously like most notably the now The Boys. Um, but yeah, like I remember going through all the stuff that he's in. It's like, god damn, yeah, he's I, like I really key. like Carl Urban, and I never I knew. He's just in so much stuff that I like. Yeah, and like he's awesome in Thor Ragnarok as well. Yeah. yeah, but like uh, I need to mention the Hitman Agent Forty Seven movie because that's where a friend of mine started drink. A friend of mine drinks whiskey because of that movie. Because okay. there's, a, there's a line in that thing where Hitman gets served a drink. It's either Hitman gets served a drink or someone serves him a drink, mm. and he asks for like a whiskey with three ice cubes, and someone just looks and goes, "You know, some people would shoot you for doing that to a whiskey that nice," and he just looks and goes. So people at home didn't see, he just looks at them and then just stares back. It's like, the fuck are you going to threaten the hitman for? Is he, he going to fall for that? Oh, God. But yeah, that's that's Hitman Agent 47, which was like the bad one, wasn't it? But you do have, again, it's kind of campy, where um, they have a moment where like they're all holding each other up with guns. Like there's four hitmen all pointing guns at each other. And they look and they go, should we do this? And they all nod and they all put their guns down and pull out katanas. It's like, why do they do this? And it's so shit. Because it's so lame. But the idea they all simul like they're all huge weebs who just pull out katanas and start fighting with them. Oh my god. And that's the kind of tone you need for a video game movie. It's like you like video games generally don't take themselves seriously, especially when like eight like the Hitman series. Like you can kill people with a fucking lobster. But I would love a film where it's about like Agent 47 getting dressed in like the most ridiculous outfit. Exactly, yeah, that'd be Going great. around slapping people with bananas and like killing people with banana peels. Because and... in my head as well, I can imagine like the perfect opening scene for that where it is. It'd be like a Final Destination movie. <laughs> like, where you have all the setup, 
of like, and you see him doing all these really seemingly random things. So this mm-hmm. is what I think in my head, like opening scene for a, a theoretical um, uh, like Hitman Age of 47 movie. Like this is free for you, Hollywood. It's like set up and you just see a guy, like Age of 47, you see his shadow, like the bald head, the suit, just setting up various contraptions and seemingly like sort of t- tinkering things that don't make sense. A group of men walk into a building and just all these accidents just befall them. They all just, like, like a Final Destination movie. And then the next day, yeah. just there's a newspaper headline, like, five die in tragic accident. <laughs> and he's there like, okay, yeah. And then you just see money getting wired into his account. Yeah, because that's the thing is, like, if Agent 47 is doing his job correct, you nobody know knows he's ever there. Exactly, yeah. And but... so I, I want to say I've seen both of them because I watched them both on planes. Mm. And like he is just firing guns wildly in. He's like John Wick. Yeah, yeah. Like where he's fighting in the middle of like public square. So like, a hitman movie, but, you should never see him firing a gun. It's also like John Wick, but without the good choreography or yes. the or anything as well. It's like a hitman movie should never have hitman firing his gun ever. But Carl, it's like what do they call like the silver balls or whatever. But that's the thing. Like you failed at playing the game. If you sat, if you pull your gun out in a hitman game, you failed. Yeah, if anyone ever notices you're there, you you fucked up. Like, yeah. In my head, that's always like the the only way you can play a level. Like, you've got to go through that level without anyone knowing you're there. And if you yeah. if you like, you know, you get to the end, it's like you got noticed. It's like, well, we retry that level then. I will always remember though when my friend played through um, me and him played through Blood Money, and I'll just mm-hmm. never forget the final mission is go to the White House and assassinate somebody, and I was like, how the fuck are you gonna do this? Because you can pick your loadout into a mission. And he picked like a shotgun, like a like fully lo- like leveled up like silver baller pistol that looks like a fucking toy from like the Star Trek Enterprise. Mm-hmm. And then the very first thing you have is you walk out, you're on a bus, part of a tour, and you just see a metal detector. I'm like, well, are you gonna get past this one? Not bad. And he walked around the corner and just threw his guns over the fence. <laughs> Just something about Agent 47 just throwing guns over the White House fence, walking round through security and just picking them back up. And he's just like, just, yeah, that image in my head of just like, Sir, what you, so what are you doing? Just he's just throw- launching this like gun over the fence. Nothing, mate, don't worry. Yeah, just, he, right. went up, he went up and picked it up. And I, I was howling. And then he did another one where that had the system where the more you got, like, was spotted, they started to, like, put up portraits. Like, the, the, mm. the, do you know that newspaper system they had where it's like yeah. the more notoriety you had, the more they got an image of who you are? Eventually, it gets to the point where people will just open fire on you, second one, because they just have a little, like, if you get caught on CCTV, that CCTV picture just on newspapers. And he, uh, he's yeah. literally. A bald man in a suit with a barcode on the back of his head. Yeah. It's quite identifiable. That's the thing, though. If you're playing the game properly, no one's going to see you. But like, yeah. I remember like he had full notoriety when he tried to do that mission like later um, in like our play session. And the second he walked off the bus, just someone looked at him and went, Is that bald psycho? And then just 30 people opened fire on him. <laughs> And he's just like, I remember that one because he pulled out like a nail gun because that's the weapon he equipped and he just went through with a nail gun just like, <laughs> that is a fucking guy you're going to remember. Oh, but oh, Lucas, like, oh, I'm just going to go for a quick bathroom break because fucking hell. Like that laugh when I did that belly laugh just sent my coffee right through. So give me one second. Oh, so I apologise for that, but just that belly laugh made me go, oh, I did that coffee went right fucking through me and just... 
Yeah, I will never forget, though, just the look on my friend's face when he just had that smile of, oh, I know how to figure this out, and just <laughs> hurling a fucking gun over the fence to the White House and just walking in. And just that's the reason that those games were good. And that's why they should have that in the movie. I, I would love just more improvisational shit in that movie, yeah. It's not even the improvisation. It's just they need to start having fun with them. And, like, mm-hmm. if the game itself is... It's like, fair enough, like, a Last of Us movie... Or Last of Us TV show, I guess. Like that's what they're making, isn't it? I don't want that TV to be campy show, yeah. and silly because the tone no. of the game isn't that. But a Hitman movie, fucking yeah, lean mm-hmm. into it. So, what's the next one we have in our list of bad video game movie adaptations? That's the thing. Uh, even though it's a list of video game movie adaptations, I know that it's going to be bad because they're all bad. Well, there's one that we actually spoke about recently. It's Max okay. Payne. We talked about that. We did talk about Max Payne, didn't we? I don't remember ever talking about Max Payne, because Max Payne, the movie, sucks. No. Yeah, I'm thinking of the the old Punisher film. That's what we talked the about. The Punisher ones, all right. That's not that's based on a comic uh, book. Yeah, yeah, that's not Max Payne. I'm getting them mixed up in my head. Right, the Max Payne one is fucking awful, and I don't even remember watching it. But I... I, it... I don't... Yeah, I don't. I don't actually remember watching that, looking at it now. Does but it? Yeah, have... we can quickly move on to another thing I've never fucking watched. Street Fighter, The Legend of Jolie. Apparently that was all right. Was it? Like people talk about it being okay, but like this the same. The, 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 then again, people also talk about like that Mortal Kombat web series. People talk about that being really good, and it's like, no, it's not. Mm. It doesn't have any fucking budget, and like the actors have no charisma whatsoever. So then they had like that. Well, that an online series like Ryu and Ken. Which was really yeah, bad because yeah. they don't look anything like the characters. And I just went to click on the Legend of Chun Li, and it's like, oh, I recognise a couple of the faces on the uh, the thing, and it's like, oh yeah, it's got like Neil McDonough, uh, Chris Clyde, Michael Clark Duncan, and also Black Eyed Peas member Taboo as Vega. And I was like, wait, what? Oh man, well the thing is, Vega wears a mask. Like that's the kind of thing where you yeah. get like do the Brad Pitt cameo in Deadpool. Oh, the Invisible Man, yeah. Yeah, they should have put that. Like, Vega should be a cameo from, like, a, like, a celebrity. I can't believe it. It's like, oh, yeah, we, we got the Black Eyed Peas member to be Vega. It's like, okay, sure. I love Vega as well. Like, he was, like, my main, just because, like, the warrior! Like that, all that bullshit that he did. I loved it. Well, he's the only character that you, you look at somebody playing well and go, this man's, like, grabbing onto the sidewalls and, like, flying across the screen. What's going on? Nobody beats Vega. But yeah, I've got any more movies. Like, what what period are we in now? That's like time wise. Okay, so time wise, um, we're just getting into twenty ten. Okay, so what starts in New Ten? Twenty ten, the first movie is Tekken. I have that. That's on my oh, shelf. I have that Tekken movie behind me. I forgot that a Tekken movie even came out. And do you know why it's bad? No, it's bad because they tried to give the main guy playing Heihachi Heihachi's hair, but they didn't commit. <laughs> like they give him like a little bit of like the fluff on the sides but they don't fully commit to it because there's no way you can get an actor to have that haircut is it like the first X-Men with Wolverine yeah where, where they he has a little, a little bit of the Wolverine hair but not enough yeah and I want you to double check something for me can you click that movie and look at the cast I can because I think the one saving grace of that movie can you just scroll down and who is it who plays Eddie Gordo Um, Eddie Gordo let's find the names I want to double uh, check. Latif Crowder? That's it, yeah. Because Latif Crowder, if you want to click on that guy, if you can see a picture of his face. Yeah. Like, you'll see that he looks exactly like Eddie Gordo. And that's because Eddie Gordo, the character, was based on him. 
Oh, really? So that, I think, is pretty cool. That the guy yeah, because they... it says he, he's like an actor, stuntman, and martial artist. Yeah, he was also, as well, the guy who did the motion capture for Eddie Gordo in Tekken 3. That's so cool. So he did the motion capture for it, so they based Eddie Gordo's look on him when he was doing the motion capture. Mm-hmm. And then when they did a movie, they and I think that's just a really neat connection between them. That is cool, yeah. Also, I'm just kind of worried, Also, just like, sorry, there's a guy in my chat who's like, is this a Zoom call? We're recording the podcast live, it's just we don't want to refer to chat too often. Yeah, like, people don't often refer to chat that often in a podcast. Yeah, it's just nice if people want to, like, know, hear this live. Plus, we can refer to it, you know, as and when um, it becomes relevant. Like, earlier, someone just, like, helped us with the name of an actor and the name of a movie. Yeah, but generally speaking, if we want to keep a podcast with a steady flow, you don't often refer to chat or anything like that. Yeah. It's kind so, of just how it works. Dude, calm down. And, like, yeah, that's the one saving grace of that movie. And, like, Yoshimitsu was in it and he looks fucking awful. <laughs> I, I was just wondering what King looks like. He, I don't think he's in it. Yeah, I didn't think so. Because that's the thing as well. They they play the movie too seriously. And if they want to put... And that you shouldn't do it with Tekken. Tekken is a series where a man throws his son into a volcano <laughs> because he's not strong enough to challenge him yet and he's got But then the son up. comes back in the next game to throw his dad into the volcano. Like, Did you play the story mode of Tekken 7? Uh, no, not of 7. I don't even think I've really played 7. Right, well, it's really bad except for one bit and it is that um, you've got to fight Heihachi as child Kazuya. <laughs> <laughs> like, obviously it doesn't work because Heihachi just fucking wrecks you and then you play Heihachi and you've got to press the grab button Oh, sorry, the throw button to throw him off the edge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you throw Kazuya off the edge. God damn. And you have like a great moment um, like where you do a 10-hit combo as like baby Kazuya and Heihachi does armors through it. And then at the end of the game, you do it again and this time you break Heihachi's armor and throw him into the fucking volcano. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then he comes back and fights Akuma and it's great. I Wait, fucking love it. Akuma. Yeah, Akuma turns up. No, sorry, Akuma turns up and fights Kazuya. Akuma is in from Street Fighter. Yeah, Akuma's in that game, remember? And Akuma rocks up and just fights Kazuya in like a volcano. I thought it was just like, you know, a DLC where he's not in the story or anything. No, he's the main character in the story. It turns out that Akuma knew Heihachi's wife. What? And she turns up to fight him. Uh, yeah, I thought that was like, you know, like guest characters where they're not included in story mode or anything. No, he's in the story mode, yeah. Because that's what they're both owned. Or like Bandai Namco, like they had him. So yeah. fucking put it in. It's just really, really funny when you play that game. And they have stuff like, because obviously Heihachi owns a company, and so does, uh, Kazuya owns the G Corporation. And they have footage of him turning into a devil on the news. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. And they have like, it's a little shot of like a headline that says Kazuya Mishima, a demon? Question mark. <laughs> and he's just in the news. Just on the stock checker. It's great. Last thing, yeah. Like, it's really hard to take a game seriously where they've got devil people in it and angel people and shit. And like, and they took the movie way too seriously, yeah. Yeah. And they've got Yoshimitsu and King as characters. And they've got, you just fight a straight up bear. Like, one of the fighters is just bear. And that's what that movie should have been. Yeah. Like, if you want to do it, like, make it fucking dumb. And it's hard to make any fighting game movie serious. And that's the problem as well, where you couldn't really do it justice. Because like a lot of those, like, you, the Street Fighter movie, they tried. The Mortal Kombat movie is probably the most realistic, the one that you'd have the best chance of making. Using live action, 
because like mm -hmm. the special moves and stuff aren't that crazy. Like they are obviously you freeze a man, but that's something you can like you, as an effect you can achieve. But when you've got like Mortal Kombat, no sorry, when you got Street Fighter, they're throwing like Hadoukens. It's really hard yeah. to ground something like that. It's like what is that? Action. Is that like a ball of fire? Like what? What are you animating yeah. there? It's hard to marry those two things. Yeah, same with like Tekken, where you can get the people who do the moves. Like they got in the guy who did the motion capture for Eddie Gordo, but mm -hmm. you couldn't bring in someone and uh, stood there dressed as King and take that character seriously. Well, it's like when. Uh... They did like live action Dragon Ball movie that was awful. Yeah, and it's like, how do you effectively show key blasts when they're meant to be just, you know, planet sized blasts across the the fucking screen of like, like pure concussive force? Yeah, but instead it's got to be like the the, and it's just it's, it's not great, is it? It's and like, what no. we've got next, Luke? What's like that? We're in the two thousand tens now. We're, we're nearing the home stretch. So after that is Sansa Time, then we've got Resident Evil Afterlife and Retribution. See those things start slowing down now. Yeah, those CGI movies are actually all right, and I watched the latest one. Yes, Netflix now. Oh, no, has them Afterlife all. and Retribution are two live action ones. Are they? Yeah. Is are it, you thinking it, of the ones where it's like degeneration? That's it. Yeah, degeneration. So Afterlife and yeah. Retribution. Holy, I must have just forgotten what the live action ones were called. Yeah, because <laughs> there's like um, Apocalypse, Extinction, Afterlife, Retribution. Then the final chapter, which spoilers ends with the main character saying, "This is not the end of my story." <laughs> it's like fuck. Like those movies could have been all right if they'd have focused on anybody but the OC. Yeah, yeah. Like if they'd have just been like Jill Valentine or Chris Redfield or anyone who's like you know a memorable character from the series, they would have been fine. But with the fact yeah. that it is just, I think, is it Wes Anderson who directs them, and it's just his fucking wife. And you know, I I think we've we've mentioned this before, but fair play to the guy. Yeah, married his own OC, got respect. He married his wife, and then just went. I'm gonna make her the main character in every film and make her as badass as possible. And like, all the movies are terrible. Fair, fair, but he he's given it a good shot. Like he did the exact same with the monster in the movie, obviously. And that went terribly. Because <laughs> they pissed off China, and you never yeah. do that. But yeah, those degeneration movies are all right because they nail what Resident Evil is or became. And do you mm -hmm. know, like, all, like, the just the almost pornographic attention to detail on, like, the weaponry? Oh, yeah. In, like, um, RE4. And you have, like, the, the super extensive customization and, like, the reload stuff. They mm -hmm. have that in the latest move, in the um, CGI movies. And they have a scene in, I want to say, I think it's retro, I don't know what it's called now, but it's, like, the latest CGI one. And like the one that's not uh, this is the new one coming out this year, so I watched in anticipation of that. And they have like a fight scene where it's Chris Redfield just doing tactical reload combos on a room full of zombies, <laughs> and you have him like do the thing of like, oh, this is what like a special forces soldier who's trained his life would look like in a fight with zombies. And he has like a knife on the end of his gun, and he stabs a zombie with it, and then he like pulls out a pistol, shoots three more zombies, reloads his gun <laughs> while it's still stuck in the zombie. And he's like rolling around on the floor, like headshot and everything. And then, and this is my favorite bit, is like you hear like an elevator ding. You're like, oh, who's that? And Leon turns up on a motorbike underground oh, yes. on his motorbike. And it's like, this is so dumb. I love it. Yeah, I just checked like the, the Resident Evil ones are like Degeneration, Damnation, and Vendetta. There we go. Yeah, Vendetta. Because that's the, the one where just Leon Kennedy throws a bike at someone. 
But that's like that's what someone like Leon Kennedy should be doing. Yeah, and it'd be really difficult. To, and they tried to do that. I would say it'd be difficult to do in real um, live action. They did do that in live action, and it sucked because hmm. they had um, Alice do it, where she like kicks the bike at the dog, and it looks awful. But I suppose like then instead of doing it with CG in a CG world, you're doing it like probably like poorly with wires or cg they also did it entirely in slow motion so it looked bad yeah because i remember they got the like resident evil 5 executioner guy to do the really slow-mo throw of the axe where like the camera moves around the axe and it's like oh just like you could have just had this big dude throw a giant axe at someone but no they put everything in slow motion because like they thought slow motion looked cool but it just made the movies age poorly and uh, just they have so many fun moments in that. Like they have Chris, um, uh, having a uh, shootout with somebody at point blank range. So he's like he's at point blank range with his gun in their face, but the guy's like using like the he's affected with something, so he's dodging it all. And they okay. just have like and it zooms out and like it shows you like all super close up and like shows mm. you all the hand to hand motions of them like you know dropping the gun, picking like the Winter Soldier fight. Yeah. They have all that, but then they zoom out and show you what it looks like, and it's just them running in a circle, firing the gun <laughs> at each other at point-blank range. And then they have, like, another oh. one, I think, like, Ada Wong's in it, and she fist-fights, like, the Prime Minister of Made Up Istan. I think it's literally oh, called, okay. like, the Slav Republic, and she's just, like, a lady in a suit. It's like, it's like uh, Russian Hillary Clinton, and Ada <laughs> Wong tries to shoot her, and then this lady kicks the shit out of her. It's like, oh, I guess it's true what you say, that you did used to train your soldiers. It's like, what do you mean train? I still do. Oh it's just God. lady in power suit fighting Ada Wong with like a machine gun. It's like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> this is so funny. Oh man, that does sound good. And that's like, is that in Degeneration as well? I don't know. No. Because I watched them all in a row because I was like writing yesterday yeah. and I had them on in the background and just looked up for the action scenes and just burst out laughing. Fair, fair. Yeah, like, Vendetta is what I meant to say, but yeah. Um, Oh, well, what, no, what we, we haven't then? gone over the Silent Hills movies because they were okay. I, the, I I haven't watched them myself because like I'm not a big horror person. They nailed the tone to a degree, mm. and like um, a, the big aspect, one of the big aspects of Silent Hill, because they did the thing of they didn't do any singular story from Silent Hill. They like married together a couple of different plot lines and like create something kind of unique while also like borrowing elements from the thing, which is probably the best way to do it. And they have like a lot of like imagery in it that's really uncomfortable which is suit like you know it suits the silent hill game because those games are super uncomfortable like um uh, it is like um i think we talked before about silent hill 2 having a lot of illusions uh, like to like repressed like sexual urges and things like that that's a big aspect of the game and then in the silent hill movie they have a lot of allusions to the facts like a little girl in a movie was sexually assaulted it's never said outright but it's hinted mm. at and it's real fucking uncomfortable when like you know that and some of the things that you see like um uh, like when uh, pyramid head turns up and pyramid head stabs through a doorway with his giant sword and then bugs start pouring in and it's oh. like oh oh that's like um uh, just a metaphor for the little girl being sexually assaulted and then contracting an std and that's like not me reading into it, that's like what the director has said. Like the director said that's what it's supposed to be a direct allusion to. Uh, why, uh, is there, why is there a dude in my yeah. chat yelling at Nightbot? It's a fucking robot programmed <laughs> to just detect spam. Dude, you're not going to win. Like, I hate when people do that. God, yeah. I love when people just argue with a fucking robot. 
that is programmed to do one thing and it did what it was told. Yeah. So uh, hopefully that dude learns his lesson. But Carl, uh, I got a bit freaked out by this one. Okay. Is this one you don't remember? No, no, no. This one I remember. Well, I remember occurring. I didn't watch it because it was obviously trash. Okay. Uh, But Need for Speed, which came out at the start of 2014, seven years ago. Yeah, because that was, um, is it Aaron Aaron Paul? Paul. And so that 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 threw me off more because that's like seven years ago, and that's when Aaron Paul was like done with Breaking Bad already, or like we towards came out, the yeah. end of it. We came out the same year that Breaking Bad ended. Yeah, it's like yeah. one of the first big projects he had after Breaking Bad, and it's the um, I guess I can like spoilers for a seven year old Breaking Bad. The end of Breaking Bad is Jesse driving off into the distance in a car, and mm. it was all like the the jokes that oh that's the start of Need for Speed, <laughs> and like. Yeah, he had a very promising career after, you know, fucking Breaking Bad. And then the first thing he got thrown into afterwards is Need for Speed. Yeah, and I remember seeing a lot of interviews about that movie for some reason. And you can tell that Aaron Paul did not give a fuck because mm-hmm. he said the same thing in every interview. <laughs> he said, oh, yeah, you know, we try it's reminiscent of all those old car movies like Bullet and um, uh, Ronin and things like that. It's like, okay, yeah, sure, that's what they've told you to say. What did mm-hmm. you think about when he had no original thoughts about the movie himself? He was just repeating the same line of, yeah, it's reminiscent of all those great car driving movies. It's like, <laughs> are you going to mention Fast and Furious? Because that's your competition now. Your competition isn't yeah. a movie from the 80s. It's Fast and Furious. What are you doing to top that? Uh, the answer was very little, Carl, because as far as I'm aware, Need for Speed didn't go into fucking space. No. And, and, and I'm pretty sure that's what Fast and Furious is did or is doing. I haven't watched them, but... There's no dinosaurs in Need for Speed, that's for sure. <laughs> so what we got next, like Need for Speed fucking hell. That, uh, that just crashed and burned, didn't it? That did, that did. And like, that... Um, the next one after that's Hitman Agent 47, which we talked about. The one after that, I think, was like, looked like it was going to be okay to me, and then when it came out, it, it was apparently... Not good, which was Warcraft. Uh, that was good because it, um, it made money in China. Uh, it was massive. If you want to yeah, check the I've box just, office. I've just looked up then and it looks like it's the highest earning of Video this game movie list. of all time. Yeah, yeah, uh, because, $439 million. Yes, yeah, so it basically it made all of its money in China because it's just a CGI spectacle. And movies like that, Western movies like that, tend to do well in China because they're the easiest to translate for a Chinese audience, because it's just fucking action. And that's why Avatar did so well over there, because it's just a visual spectacle. You mm-hmm. don't really need to know the story. And as well, Warcraft is a huge name at this point. Yeah. Uh, so that, And that's one of the reasons why you've got stuff like um, Monster Hunter being made, where mm-hmm. it was going to be a huge CGI clusterfuck that they were pivoting to sell to China. And the yeah. story with that is that um, they had a racist joke and a racist joke against Asian people in like the first five minutes of the movie. Is that how early on in the, the film it's, that joke is? It's like is? one of the first lines in the movie is just a racist Asian joke. Um, oh, yeah, Chinese it's still thing. like when they're in the desert before they get transported into the monster on the world, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, that line was picked up by Chinese censors and they were like, well, you can't fucking release a movie in China. That's insulting Chinese people. Fuck you. And that movie died. Like It was in cinemas in China for one day. And, and this was, what, like, released during lockdown as well, so China was one of the only places they could release it? Yeah, it was one of the only markets where they physically allow people to go to the cinema. Um, 
all because they decided in a movie where they were bending over backwards to like lick China's shit-covered boot heel. Let's just put a racist joke in there about Asian people. I'm sure they'll love that. The notoriously yep. um, uh, like censor-happy Chinese government is <laughs> love to have a, uh, a just a mocking jab at Asian people in this movie. Yeah, it, it's very weird to make all that effort to try and appeal to the Chinese audience. And was. We're obviously saying Chinese audience specifically, not like Asia in general, because mm-hmm. China is so populated, it makes so much money if a film does well there. Yeah, and that's why, and that movie was so heavily marketed towards China, to the point where I guarantee you nobody listening to the sound of my voice right now saw an advert for that film. Because it wasn't marketed towards you, it wasn't for you, Yeah, it was like for I, China. I saw the trailer on YouTube when it was announced, but like, yeah. I Did didn't you ever see, see a poster for it? actual marketing. No, but it was obviously, all in China. Why would we see marketing? We were locked inside and couldn't go to the cinemas. All the marketing was in China because they wanted that Warcraft money. It's like, oh, big CGI spectacle. That's uh, Chinese Mm. audiences love that. Yeah, and I heard like the Warcraft movie was was, like decent, but I know a lot of people that like Warcraft fans that were like, no, no, no. Yeah, it's it's fine for what it was. Yeah, yeah, and it was you know good enough to market over there, and that's why a lot of see like movies based on video games are probably going to look like that yeah for sure and um yeah we've got like one that i like i I keep saying bad one but they're all bad ones really but Mm -hmm. um another one that was quite hyped is assassin's creed oh man it just looks so bad um assassin's creed's poisoned anyway because they for some reason still cling to the idea of the animus which i contend is the worst aspect of that entire series and the fact that it is the backbone of every single game in the series makes me not give a fuck about any of them. No, and like I get that they wanted to have some kind of connection between every game, but they didn't need to. Even they... some of the games didn't give a shit because like Black Flag basically made it a joke about fucking QA testers being the people in the anime. But they still put it in. But I then recall. they still put it in the newest games where it's like yeah, I hate four it. Four or five it so games much. later, it's oh just, just fucking get stop. rid of it. Start again. Reboot the series and just remove the animus. I remember I was playing Assassin's Creed Origins, like the one in Egypt, mm-hmm. and I was playing it for like a good four or five hours. I was like, oh, I'm, you know what? I'm kind of getting into this game. I'm kind of having fun. And then just, boom, what the fuck's that? Oh, for fuck's sake, zooms out, and it's the animus scene. And I'm like, oh, I'm done. Just immediately turn the game off. I'm, like, I'm fucking done. Yeah, that's what happened with me in Odyssey is like, I was just trundling around the opening area for a bit and like doing a couple of side missions and Played a few hours, and then the Animus bit turned up. I was like, ah, fucking I, turn it off. I don't know why they like insist on sticking to it. It's so bad. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but there they got like Michael Fassbender in, and they, you know, marketed it, but it was not good. It did, did relatively well, like 240 million. It did so have... pretty decent in terms of like the video game. Yeah, it had like, pretty decent practical market. effects as well, because they really did strap. Uh, Michael Fassbender to like a giant robot penis that swung him around. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Yeah, all the behind the scenes. Well, it's a more interesting movie to watch, like the behind the scenes stuff, other than actually see this um, the movie itself. Yeah, certainly. Like I watched like a making of trailer, and that was more interesting than the actual film trailer. Yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, that's all I need to know. Really, it's like my- Michael Fassbender can't sell me on this one. No, I unless he was playing Magneto in the movie. <laughs> that would be great. It's like Assassin's Creed. Where is it? Oh, it, it takes place in like 
1940s and uh it starts like a, a young guy learning to uh control his powers as an assassin mm-hmm. no no as as magneto it's like, oh yeah. right okay yeah sure so like, and i'm guessing now we're getting to like the end of it now so like, any ones recently would be like monster hunter and then any we've missed uh yet one that i want to mention that i think is probably the most successful like in terms of just nailing it for a video game movie so far is detective pikachu oh yeah that's the thing it's based on the universe but it's a completely unique story well, it's based on the universe and takes the name of the game that was on like the 3ds but has nothing to do with the 3ds games storyline and that's the best way to do it but yeah like in terms of just nailing the vibe of like a pokemon world and just having a a very simple basic story that everyone can follow but has a charming character like you know actor like brian reynolds to hold it all together yeah i still wish it was danny devito yeah danny devito i still wish it was danny devito i'm still mad that it's not because it was originally supposed to be him um yeah like as i say they just they really nailed what it looked and felt like in terms of just this feels like a world where pokemon live in it yeah, and one thing I want to ask if you're getting basically now to like the end of it, is there a section that's just the movies that have yet to be announced? Or ones that are like in pre-production? There, I'd be curious about the movie. So what video game movies are currently being made? So let's like, you know, put our so, um, uh, marketing hats on now and anticipate how well these are going to do. The first one, I don't know what this is. I've never heard of this game. So that's called Werewolves Within and it's Ubisoft. I've never heard of that game. Do you know what that might so, be? That might be like a movie and a game being released at the same time. But I uh, haven't even heard of the game. It's meant to come out June 25th, 2021. But what series is it based Click on it, see what it's based on. Because it might be like based on like a universe they own. Uh, Werewolves Within. I can't think what that be. What game is it based on? Is it based on a game called Werewolves Within we've just never played? That'd be awesome. I don't know. Unless this is literally just it's released by Ubisoft and it's a movie. So it counts as a... Based on... Oh, hang on. Based on... Oh my Jesus Christ. What is it? Based on Werewolves Within by Red Storm Entertainment. The fuck is It's a multiplayer VR game for Oculus Rift, HTC Vive and PlayStation. That's why we've never heard of it. Released in 2016. Like, this is a weird grab. That's why we've never heard of it. Okay, fuck that, Lance. And any other so, unannounced? Yeah, moving on. Uh, you got Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. Is that like the reboot series they're trying to do where it's like, fuck it, we know, we know that yeah. those were bad. RE2 did gangbusters. So let's, like, you know, just get back to... Cause all they need to do is just make Resident Evil 2. Just make yeah, Resident Evil 2 are, as a fucking They are video going game, for that kind of cast, aren't they? They've got, like... I think they've literally got, like, Chris Redfield, Claire Redfield, Leon... It's so baffling. Like, you uh, have... Like, Jill. Like, like, oh, here's RE4. Just make RE4 a movie. <laughs> Done. Um, so, yeah, that's the Resident Evil reboot with, like, a cast that isn't just um, somebody's wife. But then we have the Uncharted movie uh, with that's, Tom Holland in it. Yeah, that could be interesting. If they're going to need to nail the town now. Yeah. The t- and the I, t- I, we said earlier, the mummy movie. Again, like, what movie is... Could, or what video game movie could succeed really easily? Uncharted. Like Tomb Raider or Uncharted, because they're just Indiana Jones. 
And Indiana Jones itself has proven to work as a movie. So Yeah, and Tom Holland is like... I wouldn't say he's a bankable actor yet, because he's not yet been established in Hollywood long enough. He's like been in some big movies, but he is um, just like a good name mm-hmm. to put on a project that people trust. Yeah, and um, it's weird, isn't it, though, of like... It has got a bankable actor, but one that I would say is a bit less charming, and that's Mark Wahlberg. Oh, yeah. So Mark Wahlberg is playing alongside him as Sully, and like you've got young Nathan Drake being played by Tom Holland, and I'm just like, Tom Holland, yeah, cool, like up and rising, like star that is in like Avengers and stuff, and seems really likable. Alongside Mark Wahlberg. Fair enough. We'll we'll see if Tom Holland can like you know make up for the charisma vacuum that is Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> but it like I he's meant to be charismatic Sully, but at the same time he's like the older grumpy one, so it's like. He might make it work. All he needs to do is have, like, one good... Like, if they can do a live-action version of the train scene, Mm -hmm. then we'll be okay. Yeah. And that needs to be the opening scene. The opening scene needs to be, like, just the most ridiculous scene. Like, again, like the the Hitman movie I pitched, Mm. opening to the movie needs to be, like, just Tom Holland just bumble-fucking his way through the, the most catastrophic accident you've ever seen. And he I just guess stands so, up. but at the same time, like this is like young Nathan Drake. Well, he's always so I don't know how that. bombastic they're gonna get. But that's how he always did it, isn't it? Like that's the start of like, is it number two where it's in the train or the plane crash, where it crashes in a desert and he stands up and you have like the title card opening. Oh, that's number three. Yeah, that's yeah. like you need something like that. That's yeah, you definitely need something crazy and ridiculous. Yeah, and what you do even is you release that. Um, even number two starts as like a flash forward where the train's just crashed and you're Mm -hmm. like climbing up the train that's been crashed on the side of the cliff and like then it's like oh and then you know flashback to to see what happened to get there and what they need to do is they need to upload just that 10 minute clip as just like to youtube you say that but like how many um people watched the first seven minutes they uploaded a mortal Kombat and went right I'm done, that's all I need to see. Well, that's, that's all you need to see, because it's the only part with Scorpion in it, is it? It's the Scorpion Sub-Zero fight, so you're done. Yeah. And done. it's like, why would you put that out for free? Yeah, that's the only part of the movie people want to see. Yeah, exactly. And you can put it at the start of the movie, but just put, like, um, I was about to say Johnny Cage fight, but he's not even in the fucking movie. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> so, like, the sequel. Put, put a Liu Kang film, like, fight as your teaser, but don't yeah. use your free teaser as fucking Sub-Zero Scorpion. Yeah. But yeah, it's um, it's teased for the sequel, and it might be Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, like, is um, actively campaigning for the role. Or, like, I've also seen... I don't know if this means anything to you anymore, because I don't know how much you know about wrestling, but okay. uh, the character The Miz is campaigning... Yeah, he, he could work. And he is, he is like, the, the, the WWE equivalent of Johnny Cage. Plus, as well, he has the look, and... He's not. He's been in so many like bad directed DVD movies mm-hmm. that he could nail the thing of washed up actor who think he's great. Yeah, and I like I saw it and went, I wouldn't be mad if the Miz got to be Johnny Cage at all. But Johnny Cage needs to be a martial artist because his backstory is is that he actually is a good martial artist, but everyone thinks it's special effects because they're mm-hmm. so good. And um, yeah, like I remember. My, one of my friends who's like really into WWE, like, you know, not made me, but invited me to watch them wrestling. I was like, I don't really know any of these new people, but The Miz came on and I was like, I like that guy. Yeah. He, yeah. You can tell he, he sticks, writes all his own lines. Yeah. He sticks out straight away. 
but you could do it, yeah. Like you'd be like you'd nail that just like cockiness because he's a wrestler and he's larger than life. He's like part yeah. of his brand, like so you could do that. One hundred percent. But either way, but I, I also would love Ryan Reynolds at the same time to play like washed up older Johnny Cage. Yeah, and um, yeah, like we've mentioned, like the next one, which is Sonic the Hedgehog two. No, no fucks given. I don't care. Uh, I don't care, but like, I I don't think the first movie was too bad in the end. Like, I think it was it was fine for what it was, and like, apart from the weird owl shit that they put in, like, which was clearly from an earlier cut of the movie where they had more CGI of Sonic, but they didn't want to redo it all. Mm-hmm. And like, apart from that weirdness of the like the origins of Sonic and stuff and whatnot, but yeah, the the rest of the movie was. On brand with Sonic, I think. What, like, you know, what, a solid 6 out of 10. I was actually about to say, it's probably one of the better Sonic products to come out of the last 10 years. I still can't, like, believe when you put that tweet out of what you think Sonic was 20 years ago and what it actually was, and it was, like, (laughs) the picture of Sonic Adventure 2 then the one, what it actually was, it's just the tombstone. You've got (laughs) actual messages from salty Sonic fanboys. It's like, you're not doing... Like the reputation of this fan base, any favors by literally doing what everyone expects you to do, which is yeah. just be a salty bitch about Sonic sucking ass. <laughs> and then, is there any more unannounced movie projects? Uh, so there's a couple uh, more. There's like the Borderlands one. I have no interest in it. It's uh, just going to be the Jumanji movie again. Yeah, it looks like it, and it's got a good cast. But how many yeah, movies not, have been saved by a good not cast? Not too sure. There's um, there's some like. Some that are quite definitive and some that are very nebulous. Like, um, there's like sequels coming up for like Detective Pikachu and the Tomb Raider movie. That, but then there's things that got a sequel. Oh, there's no way that made enough money to get a fucking sequel. Which one? The Tomb the, Raider. Yeah, the Alice, uh, the Elisa Vikander one. Uh, says here yeah. Tomb Raider, two hundred seventy-four million. So, I guess like a decent amount of money. But sequels, like they generally get less money. That's true, but like that's still a decent amount for a video game movie. I guess as well at this point, it's like fuck it, just throw money at the wall and see what sticks. But yeah, we've got a lot of like more tentative ones here, and is the Halo okay, movie like, still there? Because that's been on like uh, it doesn't say that here. But you've got um, movies like Gears of War, Ghost Tsushima, and then it comes up as like Just Cause, yeah, Just Dance. I reckon they could do like if they just slap that branding because Just Dance is really popular. And they just make that a branding. step up the movie. Yeah, just make a step up again. Yeah, um, you got Mega Man apparently. Uh, That's never getting made. Minecraft Rabbids, Space Invaders, made. like never getting made. Saints Row. That could um, work. A Saints Row movie could work if they really leaned into how stupid Saints Row is. But you know what could work better than Saints Row? What's that? Well, the untitled Yakuza film. Well, Yakuza is basically a movie as it is. If they exactly, the, yeah. If they put the same level of action in it, I'm down. But that, again, that needs to be, like, they lean hard into the tone of Yakuza. And the soundtrack. And the soundtrack, And yeah. the soundtrack, and the action. And the style. And then, I missed out one that we probably have, like, something to say about, is the Metal Gear Solid film as well. I have no foot. I do not care. That series is incomprehensible. There's no way they're going to make a cohesive movie out of it. Well, that's what I mean. I I figured we had a bit more to say about that. Of just like, yeah, like... It's incomprehensible. What would you do? You play those games for what? 15, 20 hours, like the original trilogy. 
and you're like, this this makes very little sense. Yeah, they're gonna have to like strip that universe down to its bones, and it's going to have to be just what a pretty basic standard like. It's gonna be a spy thriller. Spy I don't movie. Care about a spy thriller. It's gonna it's gonna have to try to be what like Mission Impossible or some shit. But then, like Metal Gear Solid was never about its scale. Like, if anything, yeah. all the all, all the Metal Gear Solid games are really small scale. In the grand scheme of things, obviously, and you're very convoluted a, plot, and very... you're stopping like nuclear annihilation. But the idea is that new, like the whole point is that nuclear annihilation can happen from like one small thing. Mm-hmm. That's the idea, isn't it? It's like you're crawling through. It's one man crawls through a base to stop total annihilation because that happens on a daily basis. Yeah, and I'm I'm wondering, just even though I've heard like the the directors are massive fan of the the games and stuff, I'm just like, but how do you take this? ridiculous very serious and very stupid game this super long super convoluted has a load of weird characters in it and put that in a two-hour movie that makes any sense it's going to be like uh, mortal kombat annihilation where they just introduce characters without any explanation like mm-hmm. gray like and do you know what i'd be all right with that if they just have just in the middle of the movie gray fox turns up i'd be down with that and apparently like oscar isaac's pinned as a snake which i'm not mad about yeah, he's like a decent actor. He looks the part. He does, yeah. Um, but I'm just, I'm very, very like, just confused about how they can sell Metal Gear as a movie because it is a movie, but they're all like twenty-hour movies that are completely nonsensical. Also, what game are they basing it on? Because uh, that will inform. As far if I'm excited as I'm on aware, I'm, I'm like. Going off something in the back of my head that I miss, might have misremembered, think it's based off Metal Gear Solid. Just the first one. Yeah. Because if it was number three, then I'd be interested because that means we get the boss. Yeah, we'd get the boss and we'd get the origin story. Which, which makes more you know, sense. Makes a bit more sense rather than dropping you into the middle of like, oh yeah, but I'm I'm a snake, clone. but I'm not I'm not like Naked Snake, I'm Solid Snake, but yeah. then you've got Liquid Snake. And it's, it's already a convoluted mess. Yeah, when so you get if they start at number three, it could be a very like simple, in big air quotes, story about trying to stop a nuclear launch. Mm-hmm. And also, then you get Volgin. And we could get Volgin in, and we could get the Shagohod moment, which would be fucking incredible. I want and the fucking I, Shagohod. I can't remember the name of the bosses, but you'd get all of those like, the really Fury, iconic cool the bosses. Um, and we get. I can't the remember boss. the name of the actual squad, can you? The Cobra Unit. The Cobra unit, that's the one, yeah. You get the pain. Uh, like, for some reason in my head, like, the Cobra unit wasn't there, but the Snake Squad was. <laughs> I was like, I know Snakes... it's not the Snake Squad. The Snake Squad works too. I yeah. fuck, I, but that's, or if they just say, fuck it, we're going straight into 2021, because that's when the game is set and we're doing a Metal Gear Avengers movie. Oh, God. Just straight into it. That'd be so, great. So, who's this uh, cyborg? Name? You don't who need gives to worry a, about Who it. gives a fuck? Uh, his nickname's Jack the Ripper, and he gets glowy red eyes and murders everything, and oh, like I, eats people's backs through yeah. his arm. I Deal hope it. that it does okay, just so we can get a, num- a second one, so we can have a scene of Raiden fist fighting the president on top of uh, like the fucking downtown. I think on top of Wall Street with a samurai sword. <laughs> That's what I want. That's the kind of shit I want from a Metal Gear Solid, but we're never going to get it. And they're never, it's never going to be what I want. We're never going to have the scene from Metal Gear Solid 4 where you fight Ray with Rex. Oh, God. And you start firing lasers and shit. So we're not going to have that. 
And this is my argument with, you know, video game movies in general is even if they get to a point where they make that, like, why why is that better than what we've already got? Because I'm not playing it, so it's not as hard. Yeah. Like, I, I'm sitting there, okay, well, you've recreated one of the coolest, hypest moments in all of Metal Gear, and we've got Ray versus Rex, and I sit there and watch a well-choreographed fight, potentially, and it's like, but instead, I could go play Metal Gear Solid 4 and just, like, get super hype and play that moment myself. Yeah, it's like uh, if they did Metal Gear Solid 3 and you do the fight with the boss at the end. So it, it, I don't care how good you choreograph that. It's not going to be as good as when I'm doing I'm throwing snakes there. <laughs> and, I, and I'm just, like, <laughs> doing, like, the fucking jab cancels on her as a snake biting her ankle. Like, <laughs> That's my fight. That's how it ended for me. Uh, but then the second time you do it, where you just pull out the Patriot and infinite yeah. missile, like, oh no, no, no. <laughs> it's like it's you like, want to oh, go no. down. <laughs> like it's time to be an American hero I'm, and just paint no. the American flag on your face, strip to your waist, <laughs> and whip out the M60. Just the you're never gonna get the Shagahov moment as well, where you're insta reloading rocket launches. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're never gonna get this. Also, as well in chat, what about a Cyberpunk 2077? We got that. It's called Cats. <laughs> That's about as close as you're going to get because it's a movie where it doesn't fucking work. And they keep having to patch it after launch. But that, mo- that, that movie, that game is still not back on PlayStation. Yeah, it's still not patched. So, you know, PC Warriors unite, but goddamn, like, PlayStation don't see that game as sellable on yeah. their console yet. And they sell Legend of Black Tiger, so you know that shit. That's if you don't know what Legend of Black Tiger is, go look up Legend of Black Tiger. That's and the person who made that still keeps releasing awful games on PlayStation and getting them published every couple of years. Why not? Anyway, oh. you know what, Luke? I think that discussion, that, that we could bring that together because I just, I just imagine him. <laughs> There's no way they could do it, could they? They couldn't have like any of the dumb stuff that you could do in the game in a movie, and that'd be sucks. Like, so they even have like little nods to the silly things in the games themselves. Like when Snake points his bandana, it's like infinite ammo. Yeah. You can't have that. And what, how can you like make a movie where you stop watching the Metal Gear Solid film, change the clock on your like Xbox, yeah, and then the end just dies instead of having a fight? You can't do that. You can't now. You couldn't but, have like, um, what is it now? Like the fight against fucking um, Raven where you're just throwing grenades, like three grenades and it killed the tank. Because <laughs> it wouldn't be hype. It wouldn't be satisfying in a movie, but it's so satisfying in the game. Also, I just do not want to know what they're going to do with Sniper Wolf. Oh, God. She's going to be the most embarrassing character in that movie, and I don't want to see it. That's also the other side of it, isn't it? Of like, how all racist of those is it really be? overly sexualized female characters. It's yeah. like, oh, It's bad enough in a video game. I don't want to see it in a movie. Because I don't want to know, like, you know what? The actress needs a paycheck. She don't need it that bad. And as well, like, if we're going to do Metal Gear Solid 1, how do you make Psycho Mantis as cool when it's just a movie? Like, the what, the main character goes, oh no, he's reading my mind. Like, but okay, that doesn't have any impact on us, but when he turns around, he's like, oh, I see you like Castlevania. Yeah, it's like, how does he know that? Well, that's why Metal Gear Solid is such a great series for, like, for video games, because it makes it takes full advantage of the medium and all yeah. the, like, um, uh, um, things that you can do with it like it you know detects you read your memory card some versions of the game like they read your internal clock 
Mm-hmm. Like they test the limits of what you're able to do with just like the fucking hardware in some cases. Yeah, and like, um, was it which Metal Gear was it where you like have to find the code like the the Metal Gear Solid One? It's uh, was it Metal the... Gear Solid One on the back of the case? And they tell you to look at the back of the case. The the code for like the radio frequency that you need. Yep, they tell you look at the back of your case. And then pirates go, wait, what? Yeah. What? No. Oh, but yeah, we could call it there for today. What, Lucas, like, do you have anything to plug? Yeah, I'll I'll just do my usual plug. Uh, you can find me on YouTube and Twitch at Legend of Canto. Yeah. And then you can find me on, like, Twitter and Instagram at uh, Legend underscore. Yeah, and then for the people um, on uh, my Twitch stream right now, you can put exclamation point Lucas to find Lucas' Twitch stream to follow us both for later when we're playing... Viva Piñata? Yeah, specifically Trouble in Paradise. Yes, Viva Piñata 2. We're doing that later. And then for mine, I guess I'll have to plug at Carl Smallwood. You can find all that stuff everywhere. And then I now have a Discord. Not talked about that. We can yeah. end on that. I now have a Discord. There's probably people in the chat from the Discord now because um, I've tried multiple times to make a Discord. And I've now made another one. And I've realised, mm-hmm. I think what the problem was with Discord is that I made a Fact Fiend Discord. And making a Fact Fiend Discord is like inviting several thousand people at once yeah, to come into the same place. And that probably isn't a good idea because not everyone there is going to want to talk about the same thing or even be part of that group. They mm-hmm. just want to pop in and just say one thing. And uh, that maybe it's like similar to when we do Twitch streams where we announce them on the main channel. Yeah. And we just get like, what, three, four hundred people coming in. And just saying, oh, hey, love the videos, and then just, like, fucking off. Which is fair, yeah, but yeah. at the same time. Um, so, like, you've got this Discord. What to just, like, basically talk about your Twitching specifically? Are you streaming? Yeah. And, it's and just stuff. for the Twitch streams, and then people like, who follow those. Yeah. Because uh, I realise that, you know, that's a, sm- that's a smaller community that I have. Um, like, you know, and it'd be easier for me to manage. And I got um, a friend of a channel, Miles of Conquest TV. He helped me set up the Discord. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, it's like got uh, moderation like, in place, which, you know, something I didn't have before. Uh, I didn't. I did have it, but obviously not enough and to the same scale. And obviously when you scale up, like, it was, I think it's like 100 people in it now. Right, yeah. Um, like when you times that by 10. That's 10 times as many people to do it. So, yeah, there is a Discord that you can find. I'm not sure where it'd be linked for the people listening at home right now, but I know if people do uh, exclamation point Discord in my chat, they can find it there. But well, I don't... Carl, I'll come into your chat, grab that link, and I'll put it in the description. Of oh, okay, this. yeah, so you can do that right now. But, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. But that's specifically for the Twitch stream. So if you want to talk about the videos, I, I don't care. You know what? Yeah, that's um... my job. That's my job. Um... There's not really That's much to enough. say about videos. There's not really much we can say about them. Some people ask. The only thing we ever get asked about videos is what's your favourite one? Yeah. yeah. Um, we don't really do, we don't take requests or suggestions. So I don't see the value in a Fact Fiend Discord. Whereas one for the Twitch stream, I think probably has a bit more um, yeah. utility, at least for me, from like, you know, the pragmatic sense of it's just another place to advertise when I'm streaming because that's something I want to lean a bit harder into because it's a good, like, you no know, fallback plan. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Um, or not even, or just like a good thing to supplement the income that I make from YouTube. Yeah, and someone in my chat asked, like, can I plug my Patreon? Yeah, I tend not to, but uh, you can find a Discord via my Patreon, so you can go to Patreon as well, and um, that's just Legend of Canto on there. Mm-hmm. 
And um, I think, like, what I might do is just, like, currently, uh, you know, to be open and honest about it, like, it's behind, like, the $5 tier, but I'm thinking just to be able to get a few more people in, uh, maybe put it down to, like, just my $1 tier of just, mm -hmm. like, yeah, that was pretty much there so people wouldn't come in and grief, but I feel like even for a dollar, people aren't probably going to bother. So I, I'm thinking of just, like, moving that around and hopefully getting them a bit more, like, of a community going on there. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I thought with mine as well. Yeah, try and, like, um, build the stuff around my Twitch because, like, the channel like, it has such a, a wide and varied audience that it'd be impossible to ever build a cohesive community around it or at least one that I'd be able to interact with in any meaningful way. Yes. So like I said, I refer back to streams where we announce them on the main channel and it's just for that initial rush of people and there's no way to talk to anyone there because mm -hmm. it's just a um, a swathe of people just mentioning the same three things over and over again. That's very true, yeah. And uh, like I know that some discords like split it up into to like different chat categories and stuff. But again, if people are just there to like talk about videos, that's quite hard to do. Yeah, and there's not um, really much we can do. Oh man, we must have permission to join. Fucking hell, I've got an invalid invite on there. I have to fix that right now. Nightbot. I have to do it. I have to get onto my nightbot and change the uh, the thing. Oh right, okay. So uh, just maybe um, send me a link via Discord instead. Then like, just so I can get the right. Yeah, I'll figure uh, it out. The right link for for people to put in chat, but yeah. Yeah, and I'll stay on my chat for a, a couple of a couple of minutes, and I'll post it in there if there's anyone there who does want to see it. But um, cool. I will now close off on my audio for you, Lucas. Fabulous. Yeah, thank you everyone for watching, and we'll be back in a bit.